What's up, everybody? Welcome to the No Games Podcast with myself, Jaden, Jesse, and... Your boy, Bubs. Hey, doing, everyone? Hell What's going yeah. on? Now, the f- when we're recording this, the first episode is out, okay? Um, so, how, how did you feel about the first episode, Joe? It was the best most hitch-free first episode i've ever done for anything so i'm pretty pleased yeah pretty pleased um kudos on the um the audio editing you did a good job there oh thanks so, man that's crisp that's if anyone right. hasn't heard it it's on pretty much every streaming platform you can you can think of right oh. now apple apple spotify the list goes on yep so, and if you can't find it just go to our link trees link trees uh slash no games pod so Go to there, and you can find it anywhere you like, or just go to the YouTube channel uh, at No Games yeah. Pod Podcast. Uh, so yeah, man. So uh, small talk time, man. How have you been? What have you been up to? What has really pissed you off today? I'm kidding. <laughs> today? Oh wow. Well, yes. it's currently only nine thirty-three in the morning over here. So thankfully, I haven't have, the world hasn't had too much of a chance to piss me off today so far. But no. Last two weeks have been good, man. Um, just, you know, like I was saying before we started rolling, um, yeah. busy with work. Work's really kind of hectic right now. So I won't, without going into too much detail, I'm kind of in this weird, weird um, interim space where um, it's kind of like a couple weeks of prolonged quietness and not really any, you know, without any certainty of when things are going to pick up. And then the last, like, like this last week that's just passed it just went from zero to 100 real like that and it just kind of stayed at 100 for the whole week so obviously that yeah. takes a little bit of a toll but um but yeah i mean it passes the time quicker at least so yeah I yeah mean, how have you been yeah not too bad man uh just uh just going man just editing the podcast together make sure that the episodes come out on time um i was a bit worried about the second one i thought i wasn't going to get it done in time to be honest i've got to say that to you actually but it is <laughs> it's, you tell me yeah it, i it's fine it's up it's 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 ready to come out on monday okay that's all <laughs> um, but uh yeah man that, that's i mean for the most part that's pretty much it i got a new camera finally so i'm not gonna keep glitching out which is which was so annoying about that camera because I had the uh, Logitech Stream Cam, and right. I bought it like three years ago, um, and it was great when I first got it. Like it was, it worked fine. It did everything I wanted it to do. And then when I, because I, I originally got it when I was like going hard out into YouTube um, uh, in 2020, and then I stopped going hard out into YouTube. Uh, f- for ages, and then I started back up in September last year. And they say I know there was this friggin' glitch thing that was happening every now and then. Um, and it just kept getting more and more prevalent every time uh, I would record. So finally, I just decided to bite the bullet and I bought a Razer Keo Pro camera. Um, because it was on sale thankfully razor had it like half price so that was great um <laughs> yeah it's looking crisp man I, I gotta tell you looking real crisp thanks man and i also i bought a, a light as well like a colored light um from amazon it was like 22 bucks Sweet. um so yeah man i just thought i'd thought i'd up it a little bit and you know especially for the podcast now i don't really want to be glitching out every now and again it's just not it's not good but you know is what it is one thing that I did want to talk to you about, though, that happened in, like, this past week, and I'm not sure how up you are on it, but, I mean, if you've been on the internet, you could, you probably saw it and know about it. Try me. What does the name Melly Mel mean to you right now? Actually, nothing. I guess I'm not as on, I guess, I guess I'm not as chronically online as some people. What, what was the name? Melly Mel. Melly Mel? No. Doesn't ring a bell, my dude. Grandmaster <laughs> Flash and the Furious Five. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. You are speaking another language to me right now, my you guy. You are the rapper here. <laughs> <laughs> you are the rapper here. Okay. Okay, okay, but let me tell you something. Do you know do you know what's been the um the the centerpiece of my Spotify listening the last few days. 
right? Jack Jesse. Ready for this? Huh? Jack yes. Jack. <laughs> I, no, to be fair. Okay, no, I will. T- okay. A little detour real quick. I did listen just yesterday to um, to your, what was your joint with, uh, with Screw? Switching up. Switching up. Switching up. I did listen to Switching Up. That's a fucking bop. Oh, anyway, appreciate no, that. It's, um, it's like 2009 to 2013 French rap. That's, that's been the... So, so before you sort of... Before you take too much of the piss out of me for, for not knowing... What was it? Melrose Millie or whatever the fuck you called it? <laughs> Melly, Melly Ring Around the Rosie. Um, okay. okay yeah, Melly Mel. Hey, you're going to have to give me a, a crash course. What's been going on? Okay. So he has been beefing with the White Knight, the number one in a lot of people's top fives. Oh no, Mister Tom McDonald. <laughs> no, less racist. Um, <laughs> so, so okay, Margin- marginally, yeah, marginally, yeah. <laughs> Mister Marshall Mathers. Gotcha. Okay. Now, since since you don't know the whole story, I will catch you up. And for people who, who are listening who don't know the story, I will catch them up too. So, uh, Melly Mel goes on an interview. I'm pretty sure it was on Vlad TV, which is all the bullshit. All the bullshit always happens there. Mm-hmm. Now, he says that Eminem would not be in so many people's top fives if he wasn't white. Okay. Interesting take. Yes. Now, the internet went into went into a storm as they usually do, whether it's, you know, Eminem Dick Riders, which I, I do understand exist as well, but also just rap purists as well. Um Yeah. And basically, uh that spawned the fact that uh next, just just a week ago. Uh, or a little, little more than that, maybe a couple of weeks ago, um, Easy Mill was signed to Shady and Aftermath. Have you heard right. of Easy Mill? Yes. Okay. Yes, that I have. Now, uh, fantastic rapper, Filipino, can rap, sing, dance. Incredible. Great sign. Eminem has a verse on the first song that he's got on oh, Shady Aftermath. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Now... Eminem in that in that verse. This is the game, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, which the line was, uh, the only reason you still get played in the clubs is because you're still performing them, uh, which is <laughs> very true. Now, the thing that people are talking about, though, is that him saying about, basically, he spoke about the juxtapositions of the fact that, you know, he does his best to be technical and does his best to be the best and always puts mm-hmm. out his puts his best foot forward mm-hmm. but can't be considered top 5 or number 1 because he's white then says this to to Melly Mel uh, about Says, uh, says something about a meteor and then made the connection with Melly Mel. We lost his asteroids because he's very, like, beefed up and looks like he's taking steroids. Right. Um, but the whole point of this is because Melly Mel responded with a diss track. Now. Oh, I thought we were past the era of diss tracks, man. Seriously. I thought uh, people would have looked at, at, at the... Um, the MGK shit that went down back in was it like 2018 and, and yeah. learned their lesson, but I guess not. Yep. I thought so too, because this, when, when I say, okay, have you, have you, so probably one of the worst diss tracks that have ever been put up against Eminem was the Benzino diss track. This is worse than that. Um, this basically, worse than, um, Worse than Deji's on uh, on swarms. Yes. Oh wow. Okay, I didn't. I didn't think that was possible. Yep. Because. So this man, okay, respect. He is an OG. He is one of the pioneers of rap, but he decides to go with the '80s rap flow for this. For this. Ver- for, well, that's the thing. It was only a one-minute diss track. Mm-hmm. 
one minute and his flow pretty much for the whole thing was these weren't the lyrics but it was basically Eminem ain't better than me one two three ha 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 he 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 Christ for one minute um I, I think the only line that I really remember from it was where it was just like why are you so mad now you look bad like a roach just crawled out of your book bag <laughs> you know usually part of me if I were in M shoes I'd be I'd be like seriously torn between do I even waste my time and energy responding to that do I even waste a single breath yeah. on this fucking guy or do I use the do I use just how terrible it is to just absolutely destroy this man's life well I mean MGK for I mean I can talk shit about that fucking that guy's fucking diss track all day MGK's diss track yeah but I mean when you make the when you make rap devil look like a fucking masterpiece as a diss track then you know you've done I mean there's so much subject matter that can be said about that so yes yeah, so the, he went for the 80s flow thing. Yeah, that's interesting. That's yes. Interesting. I mean, I, I don't know many people that do that as, you know, in their in just their regular creative pursuits. Never mind a fucking diss track. Yeah, well, because that's the thing. He has been very critical over the years of modern rap. for Because the thing is, again, he came out in the 80s, and then every mm -hmm. single decade, it seems he comes out and he's like, oh, I don't like this new rapper. I don't like this new rap group or whatever. Like, because I watched an interview that, that Method Man did, and Method Man mm -hmm. was saying even at one stage, Melly Mel was just straight up ignoring him at, a, at like, some event that they were at together because he just didn't like Wu-Tang Clan. Okay. And then the next event that they saw each other at, he was dapping him up saying how great he was. Mm. Now, it's just... But I don't understand how... So, I mean, he's, again, he's one of the pioneers of rap. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five are uh, legends. Now, I don't understand how he cannot understand, even if he doesn't like M's music, that's fine. How does he not understand the fact that his pen game is just crazy, that he's, he's just technically superb, how how do you not make that connection, whether you like the dude's music or not? Um, it's it's going to be one of two things. It's going to be as simple as and as juvenile as like a uh an ins like just insecurity, right? Yep. Like an ego thing, pride thing. Um, maybe he's clinging on to his glory days. I don't know. Or, um, would you describe him as a purist, like an eighties rap purist? Probably, yeah, an 80s rap purist, yeah. yes, but nothing past yeah. that because right. he's still so, stuck there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he's just one of those guys that's really stuck in his ways. Yeah, and if if you'll get the chance and you you too, Joe, screw as you as you mentioned earlier, Screwface John, he made a he made a hilarious skit uh, about that. So I th I think that that is a great watch. So everybody go check that out. Yeah. Um, all right, well. Now that we got that out of the way, because I really wanted to talk to you about that, but uh, I mean, pfft, you, you weren't that versed on it, surprisingly. No, that I wasn't. No, I'm actually, I'm, that's kind of, I'm ashamed to say that's kind of the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what I'm, things I'm not very well versed in. So, but, yeah. but I'm not going to go any further. Maybe th that's a, that's subject matter for a different day. Yep. Um, yep. That's fair. I, it's, that's the thing. I, no, that, <laughs> honestly, I think. The, the reason that I'm so well-versed on it is because I spend too much time on social media, one, and two, mm. because... Oh, I got some stuff to say about that, but we'll yes. get to that. Yes, <laughs> stay tuned, everybody. Um, but also because uh, because I tend to look at a lot of Eminem stuff and I, used to, I tend to watch his, you know, lyrical breakdowns that people like Crypt and Stevie Knight do and all that kind of stuff. You know, mm. it, it, Google knows what the hell I'm doing. Again, this comes back to cybersecurity, like, like the first episode, because Google just keeps recommending me shit and, well, the whole internet keeps recommending me shit to do with Eminem. So it's probably something to do with that. <laughs> but... Could be. Let's let's get into the topic for today. Now, I want to talk about 
some interesting lawsuits that have gone on uh, very recently, in, in recent times for the most part. Um, now, the thing that spawned this idea for me is because, are you familiar with the uh, music critic on YouTube, Anthony Fantano? Of course. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm not that out of the out of the clue. Okay, no, no, no. I, yeah. <laughs> that that wasn't the that wasn't the implication. I know, I know, but I'm just, just saying, like, if you if you don't if you haven't heard of the Fantan the the Fanta as I like to call him, then there's something then you're doing something wrong. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm aware of him. Yeah. Melon Man. Melon Man, exactly. <laughs> well, he is currently in the midst of a lawsuit with the gaming company Activision. Have you heard about this? Uh, in, very briefly in passing. I don't know too many details. Okay. Well, basically what's happened is Anthony Fantano, who went very, uh, he went viral last year for a meme uh, that was on TikTok of him reacting to a pizza being cut too many times and screaming that it was enough slices. Mm -hmm. Now, recently Activision made an ad uh, where they used that sound, which Anthony Fantano did put into the commercial sound library on TikTok, which means that everybody can use it, brands, normal creators, everybody. Okay. So they used it for an ad that was for some Crash Bandicoot shoes that they were promoting. Interesting. And Anthony Fantano tried to hit them up for compensation. Okay. Now... Because he cannot do that, uh, because it was a part of the commercial sounds library, Activision are basically countersuing him uh, because basically he just shouldn't, be, shouldn't have been asking them for money for something that's in the commercial sound library. Um, that's free I, for everybody. To okay. Use. So just to pause it there for a second, I didn't yeah. know you could do that. Like, I didn't know that was a. a I didn't know that was. Um, where, I mean, I, I, I mean, I suppose technically you can sue anyone for anything you want. Yeah. Um, but when I say I don't think I didn't think you could do that, I didn't think anybody would would waste their time doing that because obviously lawsuits cost money. However, if we're talking about Activision, I don't think money's that much of a concern for them. Oh, no. um, but I mean, I would have assumed that he would have just they would have just turned around and said on your bike. Like I didn't. So yeah, yeah. surprised to hear that they actually followed through with some with some um, with a lawsuit. Interesting. Yes. Well. Now it gets it gets even worse because the thing is, if if Activision lose this lawsuit, what this could mean is that even if sounds are registered into the commercial sound library on TikTok, if any mm -hmm. creator is to use them, technically the creator of that sound can hit them up for compensation. Okay. Now, so basically, in my case anyway, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Activision to win this as much as I as much as I love Anthony Fantano. He's a, he's a great music critic. I don't agree with all of his takes, but I want him to lose very badly, um, <laughs> because I mean that's the, so. If basically that means if say. Um, Let's. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a popular sound that's been on TikTok recently. Sure. Let's say, I don't know. Song's kind of different, but let's let's just say it was it was a, a video of Cardi B speaking in her crazy awesomeness that she usually does, and somebody just lip synced it. Mm -hmm. Technically, that means my cat is meowing at the door. Um, <laughs> technically, that means that Cardi B could hit up that creator, no matter what size they are. And ask for money back from them if they got a bunch of views off it or whatever. They could be like, hey, g g give me the compensation. Give me the money now uh, because wow. you use that. Interesting. So we definitely do not want that to happen because it'll turn TikTok into even more of a hellscape than it already is. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like 99% like of what drives the algorithm is viral sounds. It's not the content itself. It's, it's the audio. Sure, oh, yeah. it's like a it's a massive algorithm booster. So yeah, that would be that'd be crazy if we had if we just had people being sued or being or seeking damages or seeking compensation compensation left right and center. Man, that would that would kill the app. 
absolutely. And the thing is, one one great thing that TikTok actually just introduced, which may turn, which would probably turn this on its head, is for uh, for lesser known musicians on TikTok. They can apply one to have them have their music on their page, like you know, as soon as you go on the page, you can see their music. But also, mm-hmm. creators can be offered compensation f- uh, for well, not compensation, sorry, more like um, what's the word that I uh, basically like a like almost sponsorship money incentive. That's it, incentive money, right, right, to use lesser known songs. Okay. So to help artists get out there more, TikTok is basically offering creators incentive to use those lesser known songs to boost them out, to, to get them into more ears, um, just to help out the, the small artists, which I think is fantastic. But yeah, yeah, you could, there's, there's an argument to be made for that for sure. Yes. But if this lawsuit goes through and if Anthony Fantano wins, then that could turn that on that's on its head and mean that that's probably not going to happen because uh even if you know there's i don't know i don't think there'd be anything to say that if if a creator's been paid in an incentive uh pay packet whatever for using a sound that the that the artist still can't just go and ask them for compensation and it would make creators more scared to do so i would think yeah no, I think that's a fair point. Um, yeah. How long is this? When did this come into effect? Uh, this only came up, I think, two weeks ago. Right. Okay. So it's pretty new. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah, okay. Okay. And okay. So, so it's basically where do you see, where do you see this going? The Fantana Activision, Fantana V Activision. I, I personally see it i i see activision winning based on honestly even if it's just based on the fact that they have more money and they have better lawyers then i'm sure mm-hmm. anthony fantano does the the vegan melon man that he is um <laughs> i i honestly think yeah i i think activision would win but on the very off because it it also depends on what judge they get as right. as these court cases that i'm going to bring up in a minute would tell you as well um yeah it just depends on what what judge they get what jury they get if the if the jury is really up on anything that's really happening in the internet space if they really understand tiktok i mean i mean i don't think every i don't i don't think many people understand tiktok to be honest it's a again it's a freaking hellscape but (laughs) i just good word yeah but I think I just hope that there's some people in the jury who've actually done their research and know what the hell they're talking about and know the ramifications of whatever outcome is to happen with this case. I really do. Right. Yep. So, ready to move on to the next one? Let's do it. Okay. What we got? Are you familiar with the... Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams versus Marvin Gaye estate case. Ooh. Oh, wait. That's That goes back to their song, um, Blurred Lines, right? Correct. Correct. And Okay. I'm, I'm one for one so far. Yep. Uh, let's see if I can continue this winning streak. So if I'm not mistaken, didn't Marvin Gaye claim that they stole like a particular um, or made a chord progression that was like like suspiciously similar to one of Gay's previous songs and they're essentially accusing them of plagiarism incorrect the plagiarism oh. part is correct but okay it was a baseline a baseline okay yes which can you own a baseline no that's the thing in copyright law <laughs> copyrightable elements of a song are lyrics uh, and melody Okay. Not baseline. Uh, so, basically, um, what happened was, so it was Marvin Gaye's family that claimed that uh, Blurred Lines infringed the baseline of 
Marvin Gaye's song Got to Give It Up um, and that it was nearly identical. Now, uh, the, again, as I said, you can't copyright a baseline. Lyrics and melody are the only things you can copyright. So mm-hmm. that's what makes this weird is because uh, Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams lost that case. Um, they were ordered to pay a total of $7.3 million, uh, but they appealed, uh, and it got reduced to, to, to just $5.3 million. Um, oh, <laughs> pocket change. Yeah, pocket exa- change. exactly. For Robin Thick. I mean, miss, Mr. Lost without you, it should be fine. Pharrell Williams, Mr. Happy. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. But in addition to roughly $9,000 in prejudgment interest on damages, and 50% of songwriter and publishing revenue going forward. Bro, that's fucking insane, my guy. That's crazy. Now, this comes back to what I was saying before about depends what jury you get, what what judge you get. It really well, did they I mean, do you know any do you know any of the nitty-gritties of the case as to like how they like what was the winning what what was the persuasive winning argument that came through from Gay's side? Um, the the end that led him to win it. That's the if thing. you if if they're literally if it if copyright law does not include a baseline, then then what other grounds would they win the suit on? Well, that's the thing. Everything points to the fact that they shouldn't have won the case, mm-hmm. but the jury still came to the decision that they just think that. But basically, it was based on the fact that they just think that uh, that the baseline did did sound nearly identical, so they they should pay. That was literally so, just it. I have a theory here, and I'm just you know I'm just it's just a theory. I'm just thinking out loud. Really, let me a know what game you think about theory. This. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, real quick. Do you watch him? Still, I used to watch him all the time. Every now and then, every now and then, I feel like his, I feel like his glory days were the um were his FNAF anal- his FNAF um an- analyses and when he his fucking ridiculous rabbit holes that he jumped down there. Well, yeah, I heard and, recently. I think he's I think he's uh, planning. Well, thinking about selling his company off, kind of like how Smosh did at one stage. Which oh, okay. Anthony Padilla is trying to advise him against it, but we'll see what happens. Um, Interesting. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so my theory is is this: like, if it, if if at the end of the day, um, if the deciding factor in the in in this case is not uh, pertaining to copyright law, and it is down to the to the you know the particularities of the jury, let's say, uh-huh. um, I part of me is wondering if it simply comes down to the fact that Marvin Gaye is known as you know. Again, one of you know a pretty well-established legend in the in the music industry as a as a whole, mm-hmm. and um, uh, blurred lines. Sorry, I blanked on the name then. For yep. <laughs> blurred lines um, came under quite a bit of fire, cu- quite a bit of um, c- controversy um, a few years ago, if you remember, because of the um, the sort of subtext of the song. A lot of people were saying that it was like. Um, glorifying rape um, yes. or something along those lines and yep. so i'm wondering if it would come in this case if it came down to something like that or if that at least p- uh, played a part in in the in the jury's decision yeah i f- i feel like that could that definitely could have been a uh, part of it because i mean that's the thing this this case ended in 2015 and i believe the song mm-hmm. itself came out in 2012 or 2013 uh 2013 yeah yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean, the case went on for a, for a couple of years. So I, I wouldn't mind betting that that was the case. And I mean, they probably didn't like. I mean, that's the thing. It it was probably the probably also the fact that you know they're like, well, Marvin Gaye being you know kind of. I mean, he wasn't even really that clean cut, really. I mean, I mean, one of his most popular songs was "Sexual Healing." Yeah, I mean, he wasn't right. really that clean cut. So, I mean, yeah, okay, you don't you don't want to be associated with rape. I don't think anybody does, but <laughs> but at the Speak same, for yourself. 
Whoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's cut that bit out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I th- I think the No Games podcast with Jaden, Jesse, and Bubs is uh cancelled. Uh, <laughs> and so oh, we, so we is went Bubs. for a speed run. Yeah. Cancel speed run. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Honestly, we we should do we should do an episode on that. Just to, just say the most crazy shit the whole time. Um. <laughs> yeah. Make it make it, we do a segment. And we release it on Patreon. It's on a paywall. <laughs> Where you yeah. just hear, hear us say the N word multiple times. Um, <laughs> I'm Whoa. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That is just the pass to get straight to cancellation. Okay. First, first, subscri- first subscription comes through. It's Tom McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and second, second one is Adam Calhoun. Um, <laughs> Adam Calhoun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, but We're yeah, off topic. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but for sure, I, th- I think they they definitely looked at it and were just like, "Hey, you know, we we don't want this this legend to be associated with this this mm-hmm. you know kind of thing." And it's just, I uh, it could be. Um, but I, I mean, you know, I'm. It's not an area that I'm in any way an expert in or that familiar with. But as far yeah. as I'm aware, I'm not sure how it go how what the you know. The rules are uh, with civil suits, but I know certainly with criminal suits, yep. um, it is of the utmost importance that the jury remains as unbiased as possible, right? 100%. And I feel like that's very, very, very hard to do when you're dealing with a civil lawsuit that's centered around two of the two incredibly well-known music artists. You're gonna have, you're gonna like the 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 jury is just naturally gonna be clued in to both of those songs in a way that say a jury covering a murder trial is not going to be right. And so it's much easier to introduce those internal biases. And so I feel like if that is, I, 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 I would find it very, very hard to believe that, that, that those internal biases, um, did not play a significant role in the outcome of this, of this trial. Um, yeah. given the fact that, that, gay one on grounds that again when it comes down to the actual copyright law he didn't have a leg to stand on yep so 100 percent. and just just to uh can just to uh what is it uh just to say as well so not obviously not marvin gay his his family so the marvin gay mm-hmm. state because marvin gay uh, it's unfortunately not with us anymore um mm-hmm. uh i don't know if you know do, do you do you know how marvin gay passed away how he passed away? Yeah. Uh, no, I do not. If allegedly, I believe, I believe this is the case. I will look this up just to be sure. Okay, because it's kind of crazy. All right, uh, Marvin Gaye death. Now that's in my search history. Um, <laughs> yes, much worse. Okay. So yes, I was correct. Okay, he died. Uh, he was shot twice by his father. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, well, True. how old was he? I thought I thought he was old. He was. Let's see. Age. He was forty-four when he died. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's younger than I thought he was. Yep, he wasn't that old at all. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, unfortunate, but yeah, so basically again, this, this is what another thing, another point that I wanted to make as well is that I don't like the idea of like, I understand trying to preserve your, uh, your past family members, you know, legacy and things like that. Right. But at the same time, I feel like it's just like you, you, you don't know what they would have thought. You may not be as musically minded as they were. I'm not saying anything about Marvin Gaye's family specifically, but mm-hmm. you know his his family may not be as musically minded as he was. And you know he may have he may have heard it and been like, "Hey, that's kind of cool. That was inspired by me." Like, right? That that's like honestly, I if if that was something as small as that, if if that happened with something with one of my mu- with one of my songs, like, and somebody mm-hmm. had used like something as simple as that, and it was inspired by me, I'd be like, hell yeah, that's so dope. Well, I suppose that's um, when it comes down to it. That's um, the whole point of I guess him having entrusted them with power of attorney, right? Yeah, is you kind of play, you know you're placing a, a lot of trust and faith in in someone or 
your family in this case, um, yeah. to to do right by you and make those and make the right judgment calls when it comes to your your legacy and your um your assets. Because I mean, I you could I guess you could make an argument that if you're in music, that you know anything copyrightable um, by law is an asset, right? Financially, yeah. so. Yeah, I guess it comes down to that. But yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I'm again, I th- I feel like I mean, who knows? Maybe if I were in Marvin Gaye's shoes um in terms of, you know, my status and and whatnot, I would I would feel differently, but certainly right now I feel like I wouldn't want to make that I wouldn't want to make a mountain out of a molehill over something like a baseline, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So All right. no, I'm I'm re- really surprised that that they that they won that case. I know, and so so are a lot of people, and I think that mostly the so I feel like maybe Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams could have appealed it, but mm. may, maybe they were just over it by that point, and just you know at that stage it's just like I mean, yeah, five point three million dollars is a lot of money, uh, but you know to the, <laughs> I mean to them. I, I don't think it would have hurt them for too long. Um, do you think it? Do you think it comes down to something as cynical as just greed, or is that I, too simple and uh, uh, a motivator? I think it plays a part for sure because I mean, think about it like this. I mean, I I don't doubt that uh, Marvin Gaye's music is still being streamed by a lot of people. For sure, it is, mm-hmm. but streams don't make as much as sales that's fair so you know i feel like they they may have realized that not as much money is rolling in and then they're Mm -hmm. just like they heard this song and they're like hey that sounds inspired by by marvin you know what let's let's try and do something about this and see what happened and unfortunately it played in their favor yeah there you go yeah all right. All right. Well, let's move on well, to the next. Give me, give me a cheerful one, please. For the love of God, I'm begging you. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll give you the cheerful one first, and then we'll go back to the shitty one. All right. <laughs> All right. What a way to end. Okay. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. So, this one is called Richard Overton versus. I'm going to tr- probably butcher this pronounce- pronunciation, but let's go. Uh, and Hausa Bush. Okay. Furiously Googles these people. <laughs> yes. So, Anheuser Busch. I don't know how if that's pronounced right, but whatever. Anheuser Busch, as in like the beer company, like or the overarching, the overarching parent company of Bud Light and all that stuff. Okay, right. Correct. Yep. 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 Yes. So, uh, yes, as Jojo said, they are a beer company. Now, in 1991, Mr. Richard Overton sued. And he also, wait, how did I pronounce it again? And Anheuser Bush. Anheuser Bush. Yeah. Anheuser Bush. Okay, there we go. Um, we're having another pronunciation thing. Got to sound it out. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, Richard Overton sued Anheuser Bush for ten thousand dollars, claiming the company had falsely advertised the scene of beautiful women and men enjoying themselves while drinking beer. Uh, Overton was upset when he discovered that this type of lifestyle was not reality from merely drinking beer. <laughs> uh, how do you think Wait, that, Cass? <laughs> my first, my initial thoughts are, what, what did he sue for? Ten grand? Yep, ten grand. Just fucking give it to the guy. That's yeah. like, they make that in like a second. Yeah, yeah. Just te- That's like, that's like a, they're... That's probably like a lunch expense for them. Exactly. The guy. The guy sounds lonely. Just give him ten grand and a hooker and send him on his way. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. Man. Oh, I yes. love hearing about these things. They just people have people kick up fuss about them. If you ever feel like you're overreacting to a situation, just think about the fact that people like that exist. Yeah. Right? <laughs> hey, if if it was now, he would be on the Am I the Arsehole subreddit. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, 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 he would. Am I the asshole for suing a giant beer company for ten grand? <laughs> for not because my life's been a fucking misery because all I've gotten from drinking their product is cirrhosis of the liver. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god. 
So, uh, how how do you think that case turned out? Um, get, get, tell me, tell me, ex- tell me the particularities of the suit again. What exactly did he sue them for? What were the grounds? He sued them uh, just for the fact that uh, the the lifestyle that they portrayed in their advertisements uh, was mm-hmm. not a. It was was not accurate to what he experienced when he dragged their beer, uh, in the ways of being surrounded by beautiful women. Wait, so are you telling me that when I use Head and Shoulders shampoo, I'm not magically transported to a waterfall in a tropical jungle? You ain't been, been lying to me this whole fucking time. Do I need to go take down Head and Shoulders? Hey, last time I used Head and Shoulders with Old Spice, Terry Crews was in front of me popping his pecs. Okay. All right, so see that didn't happen to me either. I oh. want, okay, I need you got to give me the cheat codes, bro. Yeah, you um, you got to hit up your lawyer right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, get him on the um, phone. <laughs> Podcast um, over. I'm calling my lawyer. <laughs> how do I? How do I feel? How do I feel? This one went. I, uh, I I I am fully inclined to believe that he won that. Please tell me he won that. The case was promptly dismissed. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hey. Oh, I, I, not yeah, I wish, I wish that the judge was just like, you know what, you're a big company, just give him the money and both of you just get the fuck out of my courtroom. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I want to go, I want to go get lunch. Go yeah, away. <laughs> like, I, I, I want to go, go drink a Bud Light right now <laughs> 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 and go party with beautiful women. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just... The guy goes in and walks in, sees the judge in a jacuzzi with a bunch of babes drinking drinking a Bud Light, and the judge is like, "Oh, this is awkward." And still with the hairpiece thing on too. Just <laughs> oh god, no! I don't want to. I don't want to imagine what the texture of those things becomes like if you get them wet. Oh Ugh. my god! Ugh. Yeah, and, and do they wash them? Any, I don't know, man. Any judges out there who are listening to this or watching this, please let us know. Do they get washed? Okay. Do you send them to like a dry cleaner or something? All right, I'm going to Google this. I'm going to Google this. Okay. Um, what are judges' wigs made of? Uh, okay. So the proper term is a court dress. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. All right, while I'm looking through this Wikipedia article... Um, what? A, so it was pro- it was promptly dismissed. Yes, it was promptly dismissed. Uh, and he did not get any money. He did not get anything. They <laughs> yeah, literally just basically told him to get out. Um, this <laughs> this was in in nineteen ninety one. So mm-hmm. I I'm honestly surprised that it hasn't happened again since, as far as I know. Anyway, I couldn't find anything. Um. But I really think that, yeah, as, as I said before, I mean, uh, I just, I, I think they could have just given him the money, to be honest. Or, at the very least, they could have been like, okay, no, you, do you want 10 grand? We'll give you 5 grand if you just leave us alone. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and he would have been just yeah. like, I'm sure if, if he was only suing for 10 grand, he probably would have been like, yeah, cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm wondering if they just, you know, if it went back to the the whole principle of like the 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 sum of money and and the impact it would have on the um on the defendant is irrelevant. It's about sticking yeah. to the letter of the law. And in this case, it was completely frivolous. Oh um, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, there is. You're right. There is part of you that just thinks, ten grand, get over it. That's you know. Um, but yeah. But I I was kind of part of me was really hoping he won that one because yeah. just because of how frivolous it was. Yeah, and the thing the thing that I I find kind of weird because I'm sure isn't I'm sure there's some sort of process that the that the case would go through before it even reaches the courtroom so to make sure that everybody's time's not getting wasted, wouldn't it? Like, um, I don't know. That would be a question for my lawyer friend who's actually yeah. coming over in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Okay, so in, in a couple of episodes, I'm, I might get you to ask him that if you remember. In a couple of episodes, yeah. like we'll come back and we'll we'll yeah, revisit no, definitely. that. I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Is there a process? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the only again, it's not an area that I'm at all familiar with. But yeah. I would imagine, if I had to guess, that 
um, I mean, you you have to make the other party aware. Obviously, you have to serve them, or you have to get a lawyer to serve them the the suit papers. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, then before it goes to court, you are presented with an opportunity to settle it outside of court. Yeah. Um, but I assume, as far as I'm aware, that's the only that might be the only way in which you can stop a, a case from going to court based on the frivolity of it. Right? Is is that it's it's just de- that's decided between the two parties. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. I, actually, now that I say that, I think judges do have the discretion to not take a, a case. Yeah. So I, that's the thing. I don't understand why it even made it to the courtroom. It's just like, I feel like anybody reading through that would just be like, no, I'm not going to waste like this judge's time with that. I mean, the- right. <laughs> what I want to know, what I want to know is what lawyer took that case right. on, beha- on behalf oh. of, of Overton. Honestly, but a uh, that's the thing. Okay, there is a lawyer pretty much anywhere that will take any case. Okay, yeah, his name's Saul Goodman. Exactly, um, and, and he's he's a little bit he's a little bit occupied right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's he's a little bit a little bit uh ex- eccentric and a little bit uh working outside the confines of the law, but they, but they don't know that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, uh, sorry, am I bored? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> am I'm I bo- tired, man. Yeah, that's every- fair. Yeah, that's like every fair. single time. It, every single time we we get on a call, I've been drinking the night before. I swear, I don't have a problem. I swear. Hey, I didn't bring it up this time. Okay. All right. <laughs> fucking Anhe- fucking Anheuser Busch, man. They yep. they promised me promised me all promised me a, a, a an array of bikini clad girls, and all I got was. Was low iron. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, sh- shut up. You, you got you got your wife anyway. That's fine. All right. That's true. <laughs> yep. And I'm All alone right. again. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next one. So, um, technically, in some ways, Mr. Marvin Gaye is back again. Uh, okay. Oh. Or his legacy is yes. His, his power, his his money hungry family are. Well, not even that this time. This this time it's even an, another couple of steps removed from that. Okay. So, so this is Ed Sheeran slash songwriters slash Warner Brothers Music Group versus Ed Townsend family. Now, okay. Ed Townsend, you got any idea who that is? I know the name. Yeah. Okay. It's such a well-known name. Yes. Well, uh, Ed Townsend's family was suing Ed Sheeran, claiming that thinking out loud Ed Sheeran's song blatantly copied the harmonic progressions, rhythmic elements, and heart of Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. I have never made the connection between those two songs, so this will be interesting. Yes, well, the one thing that, uh, well, probably would have kind of brought it to the attention of people is because Ed Sheeran, uh, well, quite often at his shows, did mash up the two. Um, Just because he realized later that they sound... They they have kind of similar chords and they sound Mm -hmm. good together. Um, But the thing that strikes me about this case is the fact that on paper, even, uh, it was written that they were suing for Ed Sheeran copying the heart of the song. Oh, give me a fucking break. So, like, what, the essence? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do you, again, like, again, as we discussed before, copyright is lyrics and melody. And right. so that's the thing. Two out of the three things they were suing them for that they were trying to sue Ed Sheeran for, were not grounds enough to sue him. Harmonic progressions, okay, fair enough, that's part of melody. Rhythmic elements, not a part of melody. Right. Heart, not a part of melody, that's a feeling. Melody. Although, I yes. could see them making a very, all, albeit a weak, albeit a, not weak, but um, a thin one. Yeah. A vague, wishy-washy one. I could see how they would try to potentially make a case. 
that the melody embodies the heart of the song and therefore you could make you can make an argument that they're connected and that if something is capturing the or if something is mimicking or right pig, piggybacking off the heart of another song that that could be con, that that's being construed through similar melodic vibes something see it sounds vague it sounds wishy-washy because it is but i can see how they could potentially try and chance that one well yeah and again the thing is that also comes back to the fact that i mean this was so one of the songwriters of the songs family mm-hmm. again may not be as musical minded as as this this man was at ed townsend um yeah. so they may not really understand that really like they're just like okay i I get a similar feeling when i hear this song as i did when i heard marvin Gaye's let's get on so you know there's definitely some stuff that was copied here you know but uh, i feel like um i feel like it just isn't i mean to copy the heart of a song is just it's it would be very easy, I think. Well, not easy, but it it could be coincidental for somebody to make a song and for it to have a similar feeling to another song. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, if that I mean, was, I mean, are we, I mean, does this is this going to lead us down a path where, um, you know, artists can sue other artists because? That because artist A's song um, was renowned for invoking feelings of nostalgia, and artist B songs does artist B's song does the same thing. You know what I mean? If we yeah. get fans saying, "Oh, this song made me so nostalgic," and we're going to be like, "Okay, that's an easy lawsuit right there." Like yeah. ridiculous. Like where does it end? Exactly. Like if if that was the case, then in from freaking twenty thirteen to twenty. 16 i guess dj mustard would have had a bunch of lawsuits against the uh, against the producer knickknack yeah i mean and also think about this one there was there was a period of time in around i think it was around 2015 mm-hmm. yeah around 2015 2016 where pretty much every pop song um to give to name a few um to name one example it was uh you know worth it by fifth harmony when when fifth harmony was still a thing yep um that kind of um that sax riff that yep. was in pretty much every pop song slash yeah. rap song of the time. People milk the fuck out of that. Like, oh yeah, but you know what I mean. And you could—that's way you could way, make way more of a case there that that, that that's potentially um, grounds for copyright than capturing the heart of another song. Yeah, well, that so. that, that reminds me of because <laughs> there was. Have, have you ever seen any videos by Brett Domino? No. Okay, so he did. You. Sorry? I just said new. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> basically, he did uh, videos, he, him and uh, another guy, which is funny because they're, they're two guys, but they call themselves the Brett Domino Trio. Um, okay. Now, they did some videos on how to how to make a pop song, um, or how to make a hit pop song, and they did one that was basically the idea of copying, as, as I'm sure you were kind of referring to with you know the saxophone riff and everything they were kind of copying jason derulo's talk dirty mm-hmm. um yeah. now <laughs> but the funny part was that instead of using a saxophone for the breakdown they used a bassoon <laughs> oh no <laughs> bassoon i don't think i can't remember the last time i heard someone use a bassoon it was hilarious because th- these these guys like especially the well both of them are like just these awkward nerdy british guys and yeah they're singing these lyrics like girl i want to take you to lunch and stuff like that and <laughs> oh and then just blow it into this bassoon for the breakdown is just hilarious uh but anyway <laughs> Oh, the Brett Domino Trio. So there's a there's a TV show, there's a program over here, in, or in the UK rather, yep. on Channel 4 called, um, it's like a panel comedy show, and it's called uh, 8 Out of 10 Cats. Yeah, that's, that's countdown. true. And I'm just looking them up, and they've, they've made quite a few appearances on that show. As yes. Like a cameo. 
Yeah, yeah. They, they do a lot of. Uh, I, th- I think they did like some some like just Im- improv songs and stuff like that on there. Which yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, okay, yeah. Now that I've seen them, I I do know who they are. Yeah. Um, I just I just before we wrap up this this episode, I got to tell you something that I saw. It was the Anheuser Busch thing that that reminded me of it. Yeah. Um, it always it baffles me just how many stupid disclaimers companies have to put in their adverts now because people will sue over literally anything. Yeah. There was an advert for Mini Cooper a few years ago and it had a scene where it like, you know how in the Austin Powers movie it turns into a submarine? Yeah. Like it doubles as a submarine. Yeah. Well, they kind of made they kind of made a play on that and they show the car submerging into water and I kid you not in tiny print, talk about small print. It was like literally you needed a magnifying glass to see it to read it but they but the, they were covered technically because it was on the screen yeah it said this is cgi car does not actually drive underwater please do not attempt Jesus. and i'm like that kind of just implies that there'd be someone out there that would fucking try it and i fully believe that there would be absolutely somebody somebody is is stupid enough <laughs> Okay. I guess the Ocean Gate billionaires didn't read that small print. Anyway, yeah. this has been great. Um, yes. Well, <laughs> let me let me just quickly finish out with the with the uh, with the details of this case and how things kind of turned yeah. out. So, sure. basically, um, uh, while the case was going on, Ed Sheeran threatened to quit music. Uh, wow! If he lost, so the he case. threw his toys out the pram. Yep, pretty much. But I mean. The thing is, because the reason that he said for it, and this is his quote, he said, he found it really insulting to devote my whole life to being a performer and a songwriter and have someone diminish it. Which I think, I think it's fair. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I could, I could, I could see where he's coming from that. Um, I mean, look, nobody likes to be accused of, of, you know, intellectual theft. Yes. Right. Absolutely. But when it's over something as, especially when it's over something as frivolous as cat stealing the heart of a song, come on, bro. Exactly. Now, uh, basically, to put it to put it simply, Ed Sheeran won, um, yep. which is great. Uh, yeah, and I'm that. Basically, uh, town. So, uh, Townsend's family's lawyer uh, said that her clients quote, had not claimed to own basic musical elements, but rather the way in which these common elements were uniquely combined. Okay. So. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I'm just trying to think about that. Go yeah, on. fair enough. So, um, basically, the jury had deliber- deliberated for three hours before they came to a conclusion. Um they came to the conclusion that independent creation is not complete defense uh and no matter how, uh, no matter how similar the song is um which i i agree with i think you know the, i i don't think that ed sheeran specifically sought out while he was writing this song to be like hey i want to i want to write a song exactly like marvin Gaye's let's get it on and i th- that's going to make it a hit you know I highly doubt that that was his mindset going in. Um, but yes, yeah, so he he won the case. He was found not guilty of plagiarism. But one unfortunate thing that happened during this court uh, court case um, is that because of the trial, which already Ed Sheeran felt was kind of a, was was a waste of time and a waste of well. Uh, it made it seem like a waste of his talents. Um, mm-hmm. He unfortunately missed his grand- grandmother's funeral due to the trial as well. Oh shit! That Which, does suck. Yeah, that that fucking sucks. I, I feel like I feel like he could counter sue for that. I I think so too, but at the same time, I f- I think he again he's probably just over it at this point and right just like, right he just wanted to get it done and dusted and move on yeah exactly because I'm pretty sure this one this one lasted for like f- five years I think Jesus so I think That's a lot he, of stress to carry around for five years absolutely and then I mean he took a year hiatus as well and he just so I I think during that time mostly he was probably just so annoyed with everything and the fact that as he said that his his you know uh his 
his craft was being diminished like that. He it probably had it. Took, it would have taken a toll on him, I would think. For sure, would have taken a toll on anyone. But, exactly. But yeah, he's five years. Jesus. Um, now uh, Ed Sheeran is also being sued by an investment banker. Uh, that holds copyright interests in the Marvin Gaye song as well. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay. Okay, so uh, it's never continued. exactly. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna leave that there because, uh, yeah, that's uh, so interesting. Court cases, man. I just think uh, what I to in conclusion, I think I'll just say that I I believe in independent creation, and I don't think that anybody really. I, I well, I don't think everybody sets out to copy a song specifically um but if they did then they should absolutely uh they should they should absolutely uh get you know be i don't don't want to use the term raped over the raked over the coals but i almost said raped over the coals holy shit Um, (laughs) exactly i i i I, you put rape in my head okay you're the one who mentioned rape okay (laughs) I'm gonna cut all that out, okay? <laughs> this is Blender, and I will. You will be hearing from my attorneys. Hey, I have the recordings, my boy. All right, <laughs> doctored. They're all doctored. <laughs> it's Photoshop. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we're gonna end this episode here. Uh, thank you, thank you, everybody, so much for listening, and also thank you, Joe, for for listening to my babbling nonsense about these lawsuits. Um, and no, you know, this is one of my this this is the stuff that keeps me up at night. So you're very welcome. Oh, that's that's awesome, and I, I really appreciate your input on this because I, I you you did provide some some interesting perspectives which I didn't really think about. So that's I mean that's what this is for, man. That's what this discourse is for. Sure. Well, Absolutely. yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. Awesome, man. Well, that has has been the No Games podcast, guys. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Thank you to the creeps for watching. Um, yeah, that is it for this episode. Later, guys. Take care.